following is a production of Word Alive Creative Arts. Welcome to the podcast of Word Alive International Outreach in Oxford, Alabama, an apostolic center for transformation and freedom. We pray today that you will be blessed and strengthened by this powerful message. January 2018, I'm walking across the stage. I love telling this story because it's really outside my framework of, of comfort. I'm walking across the stage in this 21-day fast that I had with my church, minding my own business, praying, asking God. We're seeking His face. God, we're asking that we'll behold Your glory and press into us. And I'm about from here to there to, the, to our baptistry. And I see the baptistry completely empty in the natural, but I see it full of water. And for 8 to 10 seconds, I see fire on top of the water. From front to back, two and a half to three feet wide. It lasted eight to ten seconds. It stopped, and the Lord spoke to me in my spirit, and he said, Todd, I'm going to baptize people with Holy Spirit fire. What many of you experienced last night was that fire. I've never seen anything quite like what I'm seeing right now. Baptism and people getting slain in the spirit in the water. Come on now, somebody. I, 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 can't, I, I, can't, I can't define it. I don't understand it. I can't put my finger on it. All I know is what Jesus said to me. I'm going to baptize people with the Holy Spirit fire. I had no idea that I would be here a year and a few months later, right here in Oxford, Alabama, at Word Alive Church, sharing with you about that vision. I had no idea. I just assume that when people get saved, they're going to get in the water and God's going to touch them and meet them in a powerful way and they're going to live holy for Jesus. Two weeks after I had that vision, the glory of God sat down in our church service. I'm out on the stage for about 45 minutes. I didn't fall out in the Holy Ghost. As Hollywood and the team were singing a few moments ago, we had just an incredible encounter with the Lord. And so I just simply came up to transition to service, Pastor, just like you did. And I said, I'm just going to worship Jesus right here. I'm on the platform, really right about here in our sanctuary. And the presence of God is so strong. The glory of God is in our building. And I said, I enjoy this so much, I'm just going to lay down. Hundreds of people are out there worshiping the Lord. I said, Jesus, I just love this. And then I try to get up. <laughs> and that's all I could do. I said, Lord, I got I to gotta take up the offering. Because that's what I got up to do. And Lord, you know we need, we need money to pay the mortgage. So Lord, please, I, I got to get up. After about 20 minutes, they came to check on me. Because they know, they know I always take up an offering. 
And for 45 minutes, I'm under the glory of the Lord. And that was February the 11th, 2018. And ever since then, His glory has been manifesting in our house. Yes. And little did I know that 70 weeks later we would baptize 7,000 people. And many of them have received miracles, as I showed you last night, like Lorraine Barge. And I don't know. Yeah, there she is. Who's here that was not here last night? Raise your hand. Stand up, Pastor. I want you to see this. Just keep your hands up. Probably 75% of the people. So I do have something to say, but i got to say something to these people. So it's not like I'm repeating myself because I don't have anything to say. My job is to build faith because Johnny's going to come up here and he's going to peel the paint off the wall in a moment. <laughs> this is Lorraine Barge. Her husband ran for governor a few years ago. He's school superintendent in Brunswick area, Georgia. Stage four breast cancer. She came. She's in the water. That's what cancer looks like. The black spots are lesions, over 50 of them in her body. Diagnosed with stage 4 cancer June of 27th of 2018. That's when that picture was taken. She had heard what God was doing in Dawsonville because by this time there were so many miracles that were taking place. Unexplainable. I saw more miracles since in the last 70 weeks than I have in my entire 30-plus years of ministry. She comes and she gets baptized in our waters. She heard that Jesus is meeting people in the water, the fire of God. She goes the very next day and has a PET scan on October the 29th. And all of her cancerous lesions have left her body. All of them. I said all of them. Every one of them. Not to return. Completely healed. A modern-day Lazarus. Well, there was a lady by the name of Jane Infante who has stage, breast, stage 3 breast cancer. She was baptized December the 2nd. She's in the Cancer Treatment Center of America getting ready to be diagnosed, or not diagnosed, but to see how, um, when her schedule for surgery and all those things are going to be happening and Stage three, she eventually has a lumpectomy. They remove the lump from her breast. She goes back after the lumpectomy, and, and the doctor says, we got some bad news. We got the lump, but the cancer has spread to your lymph nodes. And they classified it as stage three cancer. So after they removed the, 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 the lump, it's now in her lymph nodes. She's in Cancer Treatment Center of America in the waiting room, and she heard about this lady on Facebook. One of her friends from California shared the picture. And she's in Noonan, Georgia, at the Cancer Treatment Center of America. She immediately calls her husband and says, Scott, I think I need to go to Dawsonville, Georgia. I just found out that there was a lady that was cured of stage 4 breast cancer. He said, well, let's go. Well, she decided to come on December the 2nd, 2018. You ought to see the video. 
of her getting baptized, the presence of God, the fire of God comes upon her and literally touches her body right there in the water. Two days later, she goes back to Cancer Treatment Center of America and says, I, you know, it's her scheduled appointment. And they were going to do an ultrasound to, again, attest to the severity of the cancer and where it is and how much it has spread from the first time. She gets baptized. Two days later, she goes... And they spend one hour probing her body with one of those high, I'm talking about strong ultrasound machines that are probing where every lymph node should be in her body. And where they had documented stage three just a few months earlier, an hour pressing into her body. I get a letter from her. This is the letter. You can't read it, but you'll see the heading, the Cancer Treatment Center of America. You may be able to read that. Thank you for your recent visit to Cancer Treatment Center of America Comprehensive Care and Research Center, Atlanta. Your right breast ultrasound of the prescribed, and it gives the deal, appears... What does it say? To indicate that there are no suspicious abnormalities for breast cancer at this time. However, the radiologist is recommending a short-term follow-up. Based on the results, the radiologist is recommending a right breast mammogram in six months for further evaluation. The word testimony in Hebrew in the Old Testament means this. Testimony, God will do it again. God will do it again. Here's what I know and I tell people. If Jesus was here tonight in his flesh and bone body, if he was here right now in his flesh and bone body, I know what he would do with every one of us. Where he found faith, your life would be changed. Every sickness in this building would be cured. Pastor Matt, you preached a masterpiece at our church last Sunday night, and you said something. When did it become okay for the church to not see people healed in our services? When did it become okay for the church to pray for the sick and they not recover? Jesus said, the works that I do, you shall do also. And greater works than these. I know what he would do if Jesus was right here, right now in this room. He would look at every one of you in the eye and you came to him with your crippled and mangled body with this mental anxieties and abnormalities in your life and things that are broken and out of shape and there's just this mess in your life. Jesus would look at you and he would call you higher. And he'd heal your body. He would restore your mind. He would remove diabetes from your life. But then he would go and say to you, don't eat like you've been eating. 
Oh, he said, go and sin no more. But a lot of us have some physical issues because of our diet. And you get touched from God with a miracle. A miracle is an event. This baptism is an event. This oil being put on your hands and on your forehead and you get slain in the spirit is an event as precious and as miraculous and as life-changing as it is. But it is simply an event. And unless we as the church understand how to maintain the event, how to manage the event, because it all has a shelf life. I can be delivered from drugs, a 20-year heroin addiction in one moment. But it doesn't mean that I'll always be free. Because when I leave this place, there will be someone out there trying to sell me some drugs. And if I don't know how to manage, come on, what happened to me at this altar, I'm going to fall back to where I used to be. And I'll blame it on God because I think that he didn't do enough for me at the altar. This is an event. This is an event. It has a shelf life. You've got to manage it. You've got to service it. You've got to feed it. You have to fuel it. There was a lady by the name of Sharon in Cottonwood, Arizona that got into the swimming pool. I have video of it. You may have seen it on our Facebook page. She literally had to be lifted into the pool. She walked in with a walker like this. She was about 12% mobile. And we were baptizing people in that Cottonwood, Arizona, Pastor Sam and Sandra Lundgren. They had a one-man pool. Two-man pool, not like this. Those strong, strapping men lifted her up over into the pool. Her legs were light locked down. Her joints were locked. We just simply said, God's going to touch you in this water. We know what Jesus would do if he was here in his flesh and bone body. And I said, what would he do? She said, he touched my body. I said, well, he's going to do it when you go in this water. Because he told me, he said, I'm going to baptize you with Holy Spirit fire. I didn't lay hands on her. I didn't touch her. We just said, we're going to baptize you now in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. She goes up under that water. The Spirit of God touches her. She comes up. She comes up in the midst of the fire. We didn't see it with our eyes, but I believe what God said. He's going to baptize people with Holy Spirit fire. She comes up, and she goes, and she sits down in the water, and they hold her. She lifts her left arm. She lifts her right arm. Her leg goes out like this. Then her right leg goes out like this. Next thing I know, I kid you not, I kid you not. Now, she's 76 years old. Y'all know there's limited mobility when you get 76. I mean, not, I'm not speaking that on you, but I'm just telling you, you're not 26. Her legs shoots up straight vertically one at a time, like she's a synchronized swimmer. I've got it on video. Pop. 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 She gets out of the water and climbs over the ledge herself. I mean, she slings that 76. She go Come on. And here she goes, 76-year-old lady. Dear God, I got that Johnny anointing on me. I'm running. 
All right, she rejoices. She goes home in the middle of the night. Everything that she had before she got into the pool came back on her. She said, Todd, I'm in the, I'm in the middle of my sleep, and I lock up like I did before I, got, uh, before I got into the water. Everything locked up on me. I said, what'd you do? She said, I looked the devil straight in the eye. And I, she said, no, no. I rebuke what you're trying to put back on me. I take authority over it in Jesus' name. She started to confess and speak the word over her body that I, by the stripes of Jesus, I am healed. I give him my testimony of what Jesus did for me in the water. And the more that she spoke, the looser she got. The more she spoke, her joints began to... Re- Woo! Yes! This is an event! I guarantee you, he will let you have your moment. But when you get outside this church, when you get in your car, in front of your computer, back in that secret stash area, when that guy comes and tries to sell you the drugs, right here is a remarkable event. But if you do not manage it, you do not maintain it, it's going to come back on you. That's why some of you got to find a Bible-believing church that a pastor loves Jesus with all of his heart, with all of his soul, with all of his strength, and you need to find a church that preaches the whole counsel of God. I'm going to tell you something right here, and I'm going to ask the pastor to forgive me later. Some of you are tucked away in some churches because you've been hurt. It is time that you get over the hurt. And I know, listen, there's no pain like church pain. It hurts. I've been there. You don't trust. You pull back. You don't want to talk to people. You don't want to go. You see everybody as a hypocrite. But we are living in such a time that we need all of us in the fight. And I'm here to tell you, none of us are perfect, and we'll hurt you again. But I'm not here for you. I'm not here just for my pastor. I'm not just here for my church. I am here for the body of Christ, and there's a work that has to be done, and the body needs me. Now, no, no, no. Now, watch this. Now, some of you are tucked away in churches because it's comfortable. In churches, can I say it? I'm pastor, I'm soft. I may not ever be able to come back, but I'm, gonna, I'm just going to let it out. I'll get baptized later if I need to. In some sensitive churches, and they have their place, But I'm here to tell you, some of you are spirit-filled, full of the Holy Ghost. You speak in tongues. You believe the whole counsel of God. But you're tucked inside of a church that won't let you operate in the gifts. They don't have altar calls. They won't let the Spirit of God operate. And they'll confine Him to the back room. How dare we as a church tell the Holy Ghost whose sole purpose was to introduce Jesus to the world. That we say, we don't want you to do certain things on Sunday morning because we're afraid of offending some people or making some people uncomfortable. 
it is time for the church of the living God. It is time for the men and women of God to stand up. And if it's in the book, I'm going to preach it. If it's in the book, I'm going to let it go. If it's in the book, I'm going to let God have his way. I'm going to say it, and I'll probably get written up again in, in some magazine. Seeker-sensitive churches are killing the body of Christ and the move of Jesus on the planet. We're packing our church buildings with entertainment and productions and Christian swagger. And all the while, people are coming into our churches sick and dying, marriages falling apart. And we're afraid of them seeing something that is unexplainable, something that makes them feel uncomfortable, something that causes them to go, well, I don't know if I believe that. Because we have sold our souls to the dollar. And we have justified our mechanisms and our mechanics in our approach. Let me tell you something. Jesus was not seeker-sensitive. He didn't care if he offended you. He didn't offend you to be offensive. But he didn't compromise and never did lower the standard to come and follow him. All right, I got the finish. Dear God, I don't know. Johnny, you almost ready? I'm giving you a mess. I really am. I'm giving you a mess. You're going to have to clean it up. I asked the Lord. I asked the Lord. I said, Lord, why are you doing baptism? I said, God, why baptism? Because you know what? The religious community has come after us. A little bit. Not the world, because they want to be set free. The world's coming to us. Dear God, give me something to believe in. Give me some hope. You said I can get in that water. Jesus touched me. I'm not even saved, but you said I'm, my mama's dying. If I, I heard there's something going on in the water. They don't care that, I, that mama needs to be baptized for the eighth time. I'm getting letters and emails. Pastors, why are you baptizing people? Why are you, bad, why are you baptizing my people? And so I kind of got a little upset. And my, you know, I'm saying, God, I need some answers. Lord spoke to me. If I ever heard his voice, I heard this. He said, Todd. If I ever heard him, he said, Todd, I'm coming with vengeance after my bride. And then he said this. I'm not making it up. I heard it as clear as I hear If you speak to my name. He said, Todd, I'm coming with vengeance after my bride. And I sat there. I said, thank you, Lord. He said, because they've been fleeced. And I said, Lord, that's a strong word. And I'm having a conversation with the Lord. I said, God, that was a very strong word. Because I know what fleece means. That means... A shepherd will come and take 
a sheep and fleece them, take everything from them, their wool, you understand, and take it for themselves. And I said, God, I, I, I love you. I, I know pastors that love you. I don't know of anybody that's fleecing you. He let, me, he let me stew on that for just a few days, and it just literally percolated into my spirit. And I said, God, i got to understand what you mean here because i, I got to be able to communicate this because it's hard. So I decided to do something spiritual. I got the thesaurus out. <laughs> I needed to know what fleeced meant. I looked at it in the dictionary, but I said, Lord, there's something behind here. And I came to a word, and when I came to this word, it leapt off the page, and he said, Todd, this is it. And he said to me, and this word cheated, let me say this, is very important because I can cheat you by taking something from you. That's fleecing. But the flip side of that is this. I can also cheat you by not giving to you what is rightfully yours. You ever been to 7-Eleven, Kroger? You pay them $28, or you pay them $30, and your bill's $28.72, and they give you like a dollar and change, and they pocket the 28 cents? And you discover they didn't give you everything that was rightfully yours. Lord spoke to me and he said, Todd, he said, my people are sitting in churches and the shepherds are cheating them. Not by taking anything from them, but not giving to them what is rightfully theirs. I was amazed when we started baptizing how many of my people were in those waters that needed deliverance from drugs. Needed to be delivered from pornography. That would confess in front of everybody, my marriage is falling apart. And I see them every Sunday sitting in my, in my pews. Because I got called up at one time in the process. I need to build an audience. Here's my justification. So I can have more money to do more things. For Jesus. So I wouldn't talk about holiness, purity, righteousness. I'd give them steps, formulas, and principles. And we replaced in the house steps for the spirit, formula for the fire, and principles for the power. And the Spirit of the Lord said they're in churches all over America because we're afraid of losing people. I don't want to lose anybody. But I've got to raise the standard and build an army. Now listen to me. They sat under my preaching, still addicted, still broken, marriages falling apart. He says, Todd, I'm bypassing the preacher today. I love them. I'll use them. 
But what I could not do in eight years in someone's life, he does in a second in that water. <laughs> I'll give you an example. Johnny, come on up here because I'm done. I'm going to share a couple stories. Do you see this little fella? His name's Trey. He's 10 years old. I'm at Victory Church in Alpharetta, Georgia. The pastor said, come preach Sunday morning and do a Sunday night baptism. And I had never missed a Sunday night service, Pastor Kent, during the revival. And I said, I feel like the Lord's leading me to go to your church and preach on Sunday and do baptism. Trey's listened to me on Sunday morning. He's 10 years old and ADHD. He takes three pills in the morning, two pills at four and two before he goes to bed at night. I'm preaching just like I'm preaching to you. I'm talking about how Jesus will touch you and touch you and touch you. He looks at his dad while, he, while I'm preaching. He says, Dad, I'm getting baptized tonight, and Jesus just told me he's going to heal me. So he gets into that water, and I don't know what that is. What kind of tank that is? It's like a silo they cut in half or something. The water is freezing. And they baptize him and nothing happens physically. It's, listen, manifestation is not your validation. Whether you shake, rattle, or roll in that water is immaterial to me. You hear what I'm saying? So don't think that you didn't receive because you didn't float out. He didn't float out. He got baptized, popped right up, and got out of the water. He gets up the next morning, and he tells his daddy, he says, Daddy, I'm not taking that medicine because Jesus healed me in that water. So he doesn't take his three pills in the morning, and they ask the father what happens to him if he misses one dose of his medicine of ADHD. They said he goes bonkers. He's everywhere. He's crazy. I mean, he's just like from here to there. Teachers tell us, hey, he missed his dose because he's like an ant. You know, he's just everywhere. He goes to school on Monday after getting baptized Sunday night, not taking his medicine on Monday, and he's the perfect student. Afternoon comes by, he's perfect. He gets in the car, and he's perfect. I get this text from the pastor, and it says, the miracle stories just keep coming in from Sunday night. Just got off the phone with Wayne, whose 10-year-old son Trey got in the water and said he had been taking pills for ADHD for five years, three in the morning, two at four, and two at night. He told himself and his dad during the morning service that Jesus is going to heal him when he gets in the water. It's Thursday, and he hasn't taken one pill since. On top of that, Tuesday, his dad picks him up from school. He gets in the car, and he puts his hand on his dad's hand and begins to pray in tongues. His dad said, Trey, he said, Trey, do you know what you're doing? Trey said, yeah, dad, I'm praying for you. Without his dad knowing it, Trey was baptized in the Holy Spirit in the water too. No side effects whatsoever. Goes to school, goes to school teacher says he's doing great. I just talked to the pastor this past Thursday, or this past week, and he said, Trey is doing fine. My God in heaven. I just came from Maryland. The Holy Ghost is falling. The Korean American church. 
Same thing that's happening here in Oxford, Alabama, Moody, Alabama, Cottonwood, Arizona. Talk to me now, somebody. Dawsonville, Georgia, Apopka, Florida, Jacksonville, Florida is happening now all across America. It's also happening in Brazil. This is Brazil. A pastor packed up a swimming pool, put it in his suitcase, went down there. They baptized a thousand people in Brazil. I go to Sulphur Springs, Texas. The pastor comes to our church, and he gets wrecked in the waters in Dawsonville. He says, Todd, can you come to Sulphur Springs, a 28-member church? I said, I'll be there. You're hungry. We're coming. Size doesn't matter because we're building armies. I show up. The second time I'm there, after the fire of God falls, the first weekend I'm there, I go back in a month, they release prisoners to come and get baptized. (laughs) They didn't come to hear a preacher. They didn't come to hear a sermon. Somehow it got to the jailers and the warden of the jail that God is stirring in the water at Sulphur Springs, Texas, a town where you have no cell service, but the fire of God has found its way to a baptismal pool. I show up. There they are. The next night, here come the men. Lady gets in the water and she says, I love meth more than my own children. Something about that water, you get truthful. It's not a gimmick, it's not a toy. He's coming with fire for you. The greatest thing that could ever happen to you is not a miracle in your physical body, but it is a complete transformation of your soul, of your mind, and your spirit. And you get out of that water and you love Jesus like you've never loved him before. That's why I'm here. This is the awakening of the awakening. You missed it. It's the awakening of the awakening. In that same church, a lady gets baptized. She's a young person. She goes to her pastor, Pastor Craig Tony, and says, Pastor, I got baptized last week, and I have lost 16 pounds in one week. No more Jenny Craig, no more health program, just get dunked and you lose weight. No, 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 no. Listen. She said, Pastor, I've been eating the same I've eaten all my life. But in one week, I lost 16 pounds. He goes, you did? And she goes, you know what Jesus did? He healed my thyroid. Stand to your feet. He is here. And he loves you.
And he wants all of you. Every piece of you. And when you put your foot in that water, nicotine, addictions, will be eradicated in your life in that water. But when you get out of that water, don't you go back and pick it back up. He will set you free. He's not going to take it from you. But if you give it to him, he will gladly receive it from you. Would you have faith to receive that tonight in Jesus' name? This has been a presentation of Word Alive International Outreach, 122 Allendale Road, Oxford, Alabama. Reach us by phone at 256-831-5280 or at our website, wordalive.org. This has been a production of Word Alive Creative Arts.